Salmon are an important part of Mi'kmaq tradition. The Exploits River is the most important salmon river on the island of so-called Newfoundland, flowing through Mi'kmaq and Beothic territory. This week, the risk for salmon and the exploits posed by a mega mining development. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land and water. Thank you for supporting Mi'kmaq Matters through Patreon or email funds transfer. Well, all you. We've talked a lot here on Mi'kmaq Matters about the risk to caribou posed by the proposed gold mine at Valentine Lake. Today we're talking about a creature equally important in Mi'kmaq tradition, the salmon. Long before the gross modern invention of farm salmon, the rivers of the island teem with this beautiful fish. Not only a tasty source of protein, but very healthy also because of its oil. Salmon were an important part of the Mi'kmaq diet. As salmon have become ever more scarce, a lot of time and money has gone into nurturing the salmon in the Exploits River. Now that effort is at risk because of a mega gold mine proposed for an area very close to the lakes that feed into the Exploits. Our guest this week is Don Ivany, Director of Newfoundland and Labrador Programs for the Atlantic Salmon Federation. Don Ivney raised his concerns in an intervention to the Provincial Environmental Assessment Division. I talked to him about the mine, the risks, and why more people haven't spoken out. So, Don, um, let's talk about your concerns about um, the proposed Valentine Lake Gold Mine and then about your conversations uh, with Marathon Gold. In your submissions to the provincial government, you described the uh, mine as a mega mining project located in what you see is an extremely sensitive location. So let me ask you first, what about the location of the project gives you cause for concern? Right. Well, the project itself is at the apex of a mountain um, that uh, basically uh, is the headwaters of, uh, of three water systems, I guess, and three major lakes, um, including uh, Long Lake, uh, and Valentine Lake, both of which are spring-fed lakes, and uh, Victoria Lake, uh, which some people are familiar, drains into uh, drains into the Exploits River system. So, uh, so I guess in a nutshell, um, you know, with a major project uh, of this magnitude, um, if something goes wrong, there's the potential that you know not only three of these um, major lake systems could be could be impacted, but they, you know, the, the the river systems like the Exploits River system and several rivers on the south coast that that drain from that area could also be impa- impacted as well. So, so that's uh, why we are concerned uh, because there's three three different uh, you know lakes and and two major uh, watersheds, you know, uh, one north, one south that could be could be impacted. And, um, you know, in the original proposal, um, just uh, the, the types of uh, processing stuff they were talking about and things like that and, you know, dams and stuff uh, raised some concerns uh, for us. And certainly, I guess, uh, 
you know, if you look at history of mining, uh, particularly, uh, in, in, you know, in, in, um, in, in various areas, not only in, in, in North America, but worldwide. And in fact, here in Newfoundland, we had a, we had a spill from a mine, uh, down at Sink Surf a number of years back, which killed all the fish in that river system. So, uh, so the, you know, the potential for impact is real. And, um, and, uh, you know, if there's a catastrophic impact or breach of a dam or something like that, it, it, it could uh, mean that uh, the impact could be significant as well. Now, you mentioned exploits and uh, many people in, on the island will be familiar with the importance of exploits, the exploits river to salmon and, um, and salmon fishing. Uh, tell us about that, the specific uh, possible impact on exploits, uh, should there be a um, an accident. Right. So the Exploits River System, as, as you know, is one of the longest uh, river systems in the province uh, of Newfoundland. Um, it is a river that's been uh, colonized, meaning uh, various groups in the province, mainly the Environmental Resource Management Association based in, in Grand Falls, did some major restoration work on that system, uh, built fishways, did major stocking um, to increase the run of fish on that river. And it grew from about 2,000 uh, fish returning each year upwards to about 45,000 fish uh, five, six years ago. So it is a major uh, salmon-producing river, actually the largest salmon-producing river on the island of Newfoundland right now. And basically the fish uh, salmon that are in the river system can access the entire length of the river system. Um, so they enter the river system at the mouth of the exploits, uh, and they can uh, travel all the way up the river to the south side of the Berger Highway in the King George IV Lake area. So... So uh, there's a lot of salmon habitat in between, and Irma's have done a lot of stocking in all of the major tributaries that flow into the to the watershed as well. Um, the river itself, from an economic perspective, uh, they, just a recreational fishing resource itself, uh, generates somewhere in the vicinity $3.5 million a year. So it's very important to the economy of the Grand Falls uh, central area as well. And uh, I know Irma has developed some RV parks, restaurants, gift shops, and different things, uh, you know, around, or I should say in addition to the, um, the uh, you know, the restoration work that they've done on the river system. And so, you know, it, it is very important that those investments be protected, especially when you consider they spend tens of millions of dollars, uh, you know, building this, this mm. wonderful resource that we have out there. Now, um, a, a Marathon Gold has indicated they will not be using the heat bleach method. And you, in your submissions last fall, you raised particular concern about heat bleaching, which, uh, as people will know, is uh, to put it uh, very simply, it means piling the the raw ore um, in a mound and spraying it with cyanide to extract the uh, the gold from that uh, from that ore. And of course, because it's in a in an open area, there's a particular concern about heat bleaching and and accidents that have happened elsewhere. Now they have since indicated they will not be proceeding with heat bleaching. It'll be a mining a milling process, and of course. Uh, It'll be contained because it is uh, it's in, in a mill, but they still will be using cyanide and, and other chemicals. So I wonder, even even without the heat bleach method being part of the picture, whether we still had to be concerned about uh, the possibility of spills and accidents because of the proximity to this um, development to uh, to water. 
Uh, I think the short answer is yes, we still have to be concerned, but I think we have to sort of look at things a little different way. Certainly the, uh, the methodology uh, methodologies used today for processing, uh, uh, you know, gold and other minerals have come a long way from what we've seen in the past. So there have been a number of significant advances in the mining industry to contain, uh, you know, chemical stuff that, that would be used there. Um, so from the actual milling process itself, uh, we have a lot less concern now that they're, they're, they're going to be uh, processing the ore that way. Um, but you know, there are still uh, concerns uh, if there are uh, major failures at the uh, at the location of the uh, of the uh, mine itself. For example, if uh, you know one of their uh, uh, settling ponds were to break, or there was a dam failure or something like that, then you know you could see uh, some of this toxic material uh, enter the water system, as well. Uh, you know, the impacts from such mines. I mean, you know. This mine has a life expectancy of 13 years, uh, but you know the, the waste from those uh, uh, from those 13 years will be will still remain on site and uh, and could potentially affect the environment in many years into the future uh, if things are not done the proper way. But they are going to be doing some uh, 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 re uh, in the area and uh, things like, things like that. So, but from a milling perspective, we're a lot less concerned now. Uh, with this process, then we, we were with the heat bleaching process, which is, as you mentioned, uh, rightly so, is one of the more toxic and uh, and uh, uh, you know worrisome uh, types of processing uh, such ore. Hmm. In your submissions, you say that Marathon doesn't say very much about the impact of um, of other activities associated with the project. Of course, it's not only um, uh, mines, uh, the the mining itself, but there. There will be roads, uh, transmission lines, and uh, the associated uh, uh, developments with this mine. And from a salmon perspective, what are your concerns with that uh, aspect of the project? Well, yeah. So, so, and again, there are there are a variety of potential impacts uh, um, that are probably not so much directly associated with mine, but indirectly, as you mentioned, for example, roads. Um, you know, if there are any new roads to be built, it may provide access to areas that were one-time access-free. Um, I know, for example, that uh, on, or on Main River in near Pollard's Point, uh, uh, one of the logging companies built uh, an access road uh, to that river years gone by, uh, which opened up the, the first 15 kilometers of the river system. And the angling catch went from 500 fish annually up to 1,500 fish uh, per year. So that was, uh, you know, a significant increase that led to DFO uh, putting in place some additional management measures. Now, in this particular area, they're going to be using an existing road uh, for the most part, and um, and there's less concerns than we would have in some areas. But, you know, there's always the potential when you're working around uh, smaller streams or lakes or ponds in the areas that there can be some contamination and runoff and those kinds of things. You're listening to Mi'kmaq Matters. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Our guest this week is Don Ivany of the Atlantic Salmon Federation about the risks posed by the Valentine Lake Gold Mine, which he calls a mega mining project in an extremely sensitive location. 
Don Ivany says he's had a number of conversations with the Marathon Gold Corporation, and he's found them to be responsive to his concerns. But uh, I will say this about the company. Um, you know, I, I've been responding to various proposals for the past 30 years to the environmental assessment process. And I have to say, this company have been very upfront with us. They've contacted us uh, well before, you know, they, they began this, this project. Um, we've had meetings, face-to-face meetings with them. We've had a number of uh, conference calls and stuff with them. And um, they seem generally concerned uh, about minimizing, the, you know, their footprint and the impacts associated with this mine. And I'm very encouraged with that to date. Um, as I mentioned, we, we raised concerns about heat bleaching before when in the original proposal, and they since changed that process. Um, you know, they had a, a couple of settling ponds that they were going to be using there. One of them was located uh, near a pond that had some fish, so they've already moved the location of their settling pond. Uh, and so there's been a number of changes, things that they've done already to, to minimize their impact. And so, you know, they appear to be not just listening but also acting on the concerns that we've raised. Um, so, you know, there's there's a number of, of little things like that, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, they're just in the environmental assessment process right now preparing the report, and certainly that's what it's all about. It's interacting with groups like ours and others who may be concerned, taking into account their concerns and seeing what could be done to, to mitigate or prevent any, any damage from uh, from occurring. Uh, you know, obviously a, a project of this magnitude will have a, a footprint um, and, and there may be some uh, minor damage, but, um, uh, you know, uh, big concerns we would have is if there's a, a major breach or something at the uh, location of the mine itself that would lead to a, a massive uh, flow of water downstream. For example, there's a couple of existing dams uh, downstream. And uh, one at Red Indian Lake and one at uh, Victoria Lake. Um, they've been there for quite some time. One is an earth dam, one is a, um, a concrete dam, but it's it's, it's old. And uh, so we've raised that concern. And uh, again, Marathon Gold have indicated to us that they've been in contact with the companies that own those dams, um, and they are, uh, you know, they are they are currently in discussions with them about those issues. And as you can appreciate, uh, I mean, it certainly would be in Marathon Gold's best interest to ensure that, you know, those dams downstream are are sound and could withstand, you know, a sudden uh, flow of water, gush of water downstream should there be a breach at the at the mine site itself. Mm. Um, you know, um, I don't I don't think they want that kind of thing to happen any more than anybody else. So and there's there's some other issues, uh, you know, just uh the the actual open uh pit mine um the process itself they're going to be you know basically blasting a hole deep into the ground and uh and two of those lakes are fed by uh by 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 spring water and stuff so they you know through under under underground the underground water table we raised that concern with them um and uh potential for 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 fracturing of the rock underground that would lead to contamination in those lakes and so what they have decided to do is they they they're 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 doing a lot more drilling uh in that area to develop a, a geological map of the area and um and and excuse me and and, and identifying excuse me <clears throat> where the water table is um and and mapping that so that uh you know that will help guide where they where they do their digging or blasting and where they extract the the mineral from so you know um 
it's one step at a time. And uh, for now, I guess uh, you know, we're, and we're still interacting with them. By the way, and they, you know, they're asking us for some information about fish in the in, in area and stuff, and we're we're working cooperatively with them. But for now, we you know, um, and that's about all we can do. And when the environmental assessment report comes out. Um, you know, the public uh, groups like yourself will have another opportunity to uh, to review that and to ensure that uh, all concerns are are addressed uh, in it. If not, we can raise that again, and uh, you know they'll go back and have a hopefully have another kick at the cat and uh, and uh, address those those kinds of issues as well. If there's any outstanding issues, uh, I suppose the the challenge in a project uh, like this, and as you say, it's it's quite a big project, is Marathon um, might have the best intentions, but there's no way to uh, eliminate all the risks. So there's going to be risk regardless of how good a corporate citizen marathon is. There's always the the chance of uh, something bad happening with a project uh, on a on such a scale. And that's absolutely true. And uh, um, you know, uh, I guess everything we do, there's a there's, there's a uh, an impact, I suppose, uh, but, uh, um, you know, uh, we also have to understand, you know, I suppose, uh, no matter whether it's Newfoundland and Labrador or any other province uh, in Canada, I mean, you know, we need industry, and so, um, you know, this, for a lot of people, will create great jobs, uh, um, you know, in, in local communities and stuff, uh, and and spin off from that and those kinds of things. So it's a, it's an important project. We understand that, and uh, uh, you know we're we're fortunate in Newfoundland that we have a good uh, uh, or, or have a good environmental uh, act uh, and environmental assess, uh, assessment legislation. And uh, you know, um, and it's up to groups like ours and the general public to use that legislation. As best we can to ensure that the, you know the impacts of those uh, uh, issues that have been uh, identified uh, are addressed and mitigated for and prevented or either minimized um, to make sure we do as less environmental damage as possibly can do. Mm. So uh, and you know uh, our environmental assessment legislation is currently under review. And, um, you know, we've also provided input to the provincial government on that. And uh, we've looked at uh, some of the consultations that the provincial government did and the, and, and the reports that they've compiled as a result of the consultation. And one thing is, is very clear. People in Newfoundland and Labrador care very much about uh, their environment. Um, they believe that governments in the past have not done enough to protect, uh, you know, our, our natural environments when there are projects uh, of this nature that come forward. And the people want to see government doing more, taking things more serious, and they want to see the environmental assessment legislation strengthen. Those were three messages that we that were loud and clear when we read the, the, the report uh, from the uh, consultations that were held. So, you know... Um, it's, it's, I suppose, you know, unless somebody is there acting as a watchdog, uh, you know, companies and governments can get lax, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and that leads to problems. So, you know, it's up to the public, um, and concerned groups to get involved, um, to, uh, do what they can. Um, and to you know raise concerns and to hold you know uh, the company's uh, feet 
to the fire, wherever they may be, and same with their governments, whether that's provincial or federal, because federal government is involved uh, on this project as well. Are you surprised that there hasn't been more public comment on Valentine? Like maybe it'll maybe it'll come when the uh, their environmental uh, impact statement comes out, but there hasn't been um, a lot uh, now. They seem to be con- doing their their consultations mostly in the Millertown, Buckins, Grand Falls, Windsor area, which of course is where most of the people who will work on the project will come from. So. Would it be appropriate to have, um, you know, hopefully soon we can have uh, public meetings um, if, uh, depending on the COVID situation, would it be appropriate, for example, to have a meeting in Cornerbrook on um, on Valentine Lake, even though it is some distance from the project, there are people uh, with uh, an interest in, in that area and in other areas of the province uh, with a, a project of this magnitude? Yes. Uh, well, to answer your first question, uh, yeah, I, I actually we, we were a little surprised that we didn't hear more about this particular project uh, from the public. Um, I guess one of the reasons is, again, this is in a fairly remote area. It's an area that most people in the province have never been uh, and may never ever uh, visit. But uh, uh, whereas if it was in an area that was, you know, in close view of the public, then obviously they might be more aware and concerned uh, about it. So we were a little disappointed that there didn't seem to be more more uh, public uh, in, involvement in this project. But, uh, um, you know, and in fact, uh, we actually uh, indicated in our submission that uh, uh, often we'll see companies will do consultations in local communities, and local communities are all usually support uh, those type of developments because it means employment for for the communities nearest nearest those those uh, those projects generally speaking but you know um, there are people throughout the province uh, including various people like myself who you know I happen to work in this industry but I've also been you know a very strong conservation environmental minded person all my life and uh, certainly, you know, what happens to our environment anywhere in the province is a concern to someone like myself. And I know there's lots of people like me out there um, that would want to weigh in on, on these type of projects. Uh, if we look at, for example, the situation with Muskrat Falls, I mean, how many Newfoundlanders today and, and Labradorians would, would, uh, would, would like to have time back, mm-hmm. their time back, to raise their voices about, you know, uh, about that project. Don Ivany, Director of Newfoundland and Labrador Programs for the Atlantic Salmon Federation. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest Mi'kmaq news and views. I'm Glenn Wheeler, Nimaltus. No